0: Welcome to the Tales of Mythic Adventure podcast, coming to you from distant shores.
1: So, Jeff, uh, development is proceeding apace with the new RQ. We've actually had up on the Chaosium website some designer notes, which people have found very interesting. And uh, you've gone over some of the key differences and some of the things that are going to be kept from uh, RuneQuest 2 and at the very beginning i noticed in those designer notes you talked about something called the 90 20 well i was going to say 90 20 i can't add up the 90 10 rule can you tell us what's that all about
0: yeah that was something that ken Ralston um, strongly recommended that anytime you do a new edition of a a rule system you try and keep about you try to keep about 90% of of what is familiar with the game so that you can concentrate on the 10% that is new and cool. You don't want to revise everything because if you start revising everything, there's not a, an, an easy reference point for people that are uh, used to a previous edition of the, of the rule system to, to um, work with. Mm -hmm. And it makes it actually uh, harder for you to get into the new and cool stuff that you really want to focus the new edition on. So So,
1: could you you say, Jeff, that um, is that maybe why D&D 4 had some problems?
0: I'm not going to speculate on such things. I'm not going to speculate on such things. Uh, But with this one, given that the uh, most recent edition of RuneQuest that is broadly available is actually RuneQuest 2. Mm-hmm. About 90% of the new rules is is simply built off uh, the RQ2 uh, chassis. Mm-hmm. So combat, uh, uh, skill modifiers, um, uh, most of the rune spells are... Um, more or less. I mean, some of them have been changed, but but a tremendous number of them are actually written based on the RQ2 variant, as opposed to the to other versions of it. Uh, hit points are calculated uh, as per RQ2 armor, encumbrance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that we have um, so that there's a uh, enough familiarity with with the uh, the current version. So that we can then really build off and and do the the new things, the rune points, the passions, um, uh, the new sorcery rules, et cetera, et cetera, that mm-hmm. um, are what we really want to focus the new rules on.
1: Yeah, I think you've 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 described it as the RQ2 being the bedrock of
0: going yes. forward. Mm-hmm. Well, well, RuneQuest. You know, RuneQuest went when when RuneQuest went from RQ2 to RQ3. Uh, RQ3 changed a a tremendous number of of small elements of RuneQuest, um, all the way down into uh, how uh, characteristic modifiers are calculated, how hit points are calculated. Um, Uh, It introduced fatigue points, uh, which then a tremendous number of skills and spells were built in to deal with RQ3's Um, uh, very granular and, and frankly, quite cumbersome fatigue system. And so... Yeah, Jeff, I'd
1: say a, a lot of feedback we got from hardened RQ3 players was many, many players actually just ignored the fatigue rules, didn't they?
0: Well, I think most people did. Yeah. I think most people. This is this is a thing. Uh, a, you know, a general approach to the rules is: if there's a rule that we suspect most people are going to ignore. We're just going to get rid of the rule. Yeah. You know, there's just no point in having a a rule that you've or a mechanic that you've put in for purposes of being, you know, ultra crunchy and ultra detailed and granular that are realistic that that end up getting ignored in practice that's just to me that's just silly that
1: just you know, adds extra just words off. to the book
0: doesn't it it adds extra rules words to the book and either the rule can be discarded uh without any damage to the rest of the game in which case it's not really you know raises the question why was the rule there in the first place mm-hmm. or you end up ignoring the rule, and as a result, a lot of other mechanics in the game aren't really working right.
1: Uh Uh-huh. So, if we've got this 90-10, let's let's now focus on the 10, because you picked out what you thought were the key things, and as time's gone on, has that stayed the same 10%? There's an interesting question.
0: Well... The, the, the 10%, and I'd actually say it's closer to 20. What do you think, Bob? Have seen the manuscript?
1: Well, I did say the 90-20 rule at the start of the year. Yeah, the it's discussion. closer
0: to 20, but it's not that we've gotten rid of um, much from RQ2, our our but we've built up um, uh, from it. So the, mm. the, the big changes are, of course, that runes are a key element in your character sheet. So all of it, every character um, has uh, six elemental runes, and and values in three of the six. And every character has uh, ten power form runes, and values in all of them. And this these these runes affect your uh, can be used to augment skills. They affect personality. Um, they, they, they help define your character. And, of course, they are uh, key elements in Run magic. Because if you want to cast a rune spell, it used to be that you succeeded on any roll of uh, 0, 1 to 95. Now you have to roll against the pertinent rune. Mm. So it's, well, it's Run magic. Absolutely. Uh, so
1: it makes a character's affinity to a particular rune. And uh, through extension to that, the god that their character follows in, in the game, far more important, doesn't
0: it? Yes, absolutely. And it also plays in, even if you're not a an initiate of a cult, the runes matter, in that if you're particularly attuned to um, a, a given rune, you're going to be able to get uh, to augment skills and activities that are within the sphere of that rune. Mm-hmm. So... For example, if you um, you know are really strong in the movement rune and you need to you know roll, you're involved in some sort of a contest uh, of movement. Now I'm just just off the fly. You may say, "I want to augment whatever it is that I'm doing using my movement rune." It and could be, people it could are, be it
1: could be running away.
0: It could be running away. It, and people that are familiar with um, uh, Hero Quest, Glorantha, It's the same sort of concept,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, as a result, the runes are really integrated into gameplay. They're not just something that's that's added on. And even characters that don't use rune magic uh, and and don't use their runes as the primary access to uh, their magic. Nonetheless, the runes are important for them
1: because ru- the runes are in Glorantha, they are the basic building block of the universe, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and um, uh, pretty much wherever Gloranthan culture acknowledges the rune system set up by the or or revealed by the god learners mm-hmm. in the second age, and this is something that goes back in Glorantha. All the way back to uh, Dragon Pass days, yeah. I think the uh, the you know original White Bear Red Moon uh, board game, you know put those big runes all over the 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 board game map, and back in Worms Footprints, I think even before RuneQuest, uh, Greg had put up the master sheet of all the runes.
1: Oh cool. Well, of course on the cover of RuneQuest 1 and which is the same yes. as RuneQuest 2. Well, video the tower,
0: the uh, very name of the game should give that away. <laughs> it, uh, it should.
1: I'm I'm actually talking about the character there who is a Gloranthan, and she's got a number of runes that she's uh, wearing on her armor isn't she? She has um... Yeah,
0: she's got a, a if I recall she's got a storm rune on it and a um or an air rune on it and I think a movement rune as well, doesn't she?
1: I thought there was a Fertility Rune, actually.
0: Uh, I think there's also a Fertility Rune. You're right. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I don't have a copy of that book directly in front of me. Uh, you know, Otherwise, the, you
1: could hold it up in front of the microphone, of course.
0: I can hold it up. But, it, but those of you who have already gotten your um, uh, copy of the RuneQuest Classic that because you participated in the Kickstarter, you could correct me on my misremembering <laughs> of, of what was on the cover.
1: So, Jeff, in RuneQuest 2, uh, one thing a character could do if they got very uh, skilled and powerful was become what was known as a Rune Lord. And the way you did that in RuneQuest 2 was you pretty much... You had to get a whole lot of skills up. I think it was usually it was like you had to get five particular skills to ninety percent. Yes, and uh, I think there might have been a minimum power requirement and maybe a few other things. But in the new rune quest, um you might need to do those sort of things. But what else? What else is a key factor if you wanted to become a Rune Lord, or, or I guess? Oh, you've got to have a
0: okay. So a Rune Priest needs to have their power at eighteen. Yeah. And a rune lord uh, needs to have their charisma at 18. And charisma in, in the new rune quest is a much more important stat than it was in RQ2. In RQ2, uh, it was kind of a dump stat. stat.
1: Uh, no, it, 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 was, it, it was such a dump stat, it actually got dumped in RQ3. And they yeah, replaced it with that.
0: Which, which I was never that happy with. I always liked the idea that you could have a character that was dynamic and magnetic, but not necessarily physically attractive, and you could have a physically attractive character that, frankly, was not terribly charismatic. Uh-huh. I, I always liked that. But um, uh, in the, the, the new Rune quest, yes, uh, a Rune Lord needs to have... Uh, their charisma up at, at 18. A rune priest needs to have their power up at 18. And both of course have, since everybody has uh, reusable divine magic now, rune spells are rune spells are cast using rune points. And this is one thing that that um, is a fairly substantial change. In RQ2 what you used to do is you'd sacrifice a point of power for a specific skill, a spell. You would write that specific spell on your character sheet and then uh, unless you were a priest, uh, if you use that spell, then you'd scratch it off because it was all one use. Mm-hmm. And, if, and,
1: and if you're a priest, you could you could use that spell and get it back again. You couldn't get another yes, spell. you have
0: to go back to your temple, I believe, for a week and you would uh, regain the use of the spell. The way it works now is when you sacrifice a point of power to your god, you get a rune point. And then you can spend rune points on any rune spells available to that cult. Now, the one one, um, little hurdle that it has is it does mean that you need, if you're playing a member of a, a cult, you need to have a handy reference to what all the rune spells of your cult are. So instead of it being, you know, writing down I have uh, uh, one use of shield on my character sheet, now I need to go, oh, I could spend that rune point on a use of shield, but I could also spend that rune point on uh, spirit block or on... Flight or whatever other spell, uh, rune spells my cult has available to it. So it's Mm -hmm. it's more flexible, but it does have a a slightly higher um, uh, knowledge requirement. You know, you've actually got to read the cult description, Mm -hmm. or 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 Uh, a brief summary, (laughs) or a brief summary. But what that does is is that you spend these rune points, and then you get your rune points back by participating in in um, uh, holy day uh, worship services to your God, and roll against your worship skill. And you get bonuses to your worship skill based on whether you're worshiping in a shrine or in a great temple or if this is on, you know, any old day of the week or if it's on the high holy day, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, initiates get uh, a lower amount of rune points back than rune priests or rune lords. Oh, and scary. so, <laughs> Yeah, so rune lords and rune priests get their magic back a lot faster. Uh, but initiates get their, their rune points back as well. Uh, and on the other hand, rune lords and rune priests have a lot more magic that, um, usually have a lot more rune points mm -hmm. that they need getting back. So, so you have that same, um, dimension that being a rune priest and a rune lord is a lot better than being an initiate, but being an initiate is no longer boring and sucky when it comes to your cult's magic.
1: Yeah. Particularly uh, the idea that all divine magic or rune magic as we call it now is no longer one use. And that, just, right. that, that dramatically adds to the fun factor of playing the game.
0: Oh yeah, we were doing um, um, the house campaign last week and the four player characters uh, tracked down and ambushed six bruce.
1: Mm-hmm. And in
0: order to do this, to do, to pull that off they sacrificed uh i think in total, oh a good 10 plus rune points in order to do that and they're all initiates
1: something that um, would have never been done in uh Runequest, the, the earlier editions because the that cost would just be way too high
0: oh absolutely and, and uh, the other thing that was interesting is is that, boy, people used uh, summon elemental a lot more than they uh, used to. Right. Uh, so, you know, we had the combination of an earth elemental, a character absolutely uh, stoked up on shield so that she could um, uh, wade in against the brew at, with relative safety.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and, and it really makes a big difference because if your characters, if it's a really important um, uh, combat and, or, or social event or whatever else it is, if it's something really important, your pl- players can blow the rune magic um, and they're willing to do it because they get it back. But what it does mean then is they've got to go back to the temple. Yeah, and so it keeps the
1: characters a lot more connected with their societies and cultures, doesn't it?
0: Oh, absolutely. And, at, uh, you know, this the, these players are uh, in the middle of Prax, and now they're really desperate to get to um, some holy place where they can uh, engage in worship to their gods, and they're cultists of Rinalda and Orlanth.
1: Oh, they've got a few choices then.
0: Well, yeah, but they've got... They've got to uh, get there, though. Yeah. They they either need to go to the block,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or they need to go to the paps.
1: Yep. Or maybe make it the whole way across the plains to New Pavis.
0: Well, that's where they're hopefully going to, but they're pretty desperate to get their magic back as fast, get at least some of those rune points back as fast as they can. But what it does is it regrounds the characters into their society and their cult.
1: That's cool. And so just just walking back a little bit to the idea of becoming a rune lord, you've got to have the uh, 18 charisma. And that's really important, because if you go back to the actual definition of charisma, it doesn't just mean being very attractive or charming or inspiring devotion in others. The other really important definition from the ancient Greek was.
0: Oh, it's it's uh, it's a divine gift. Yeah, I believe it's the literal meaning of charisma, um, and and it's similar to if you ever read the Shahnameh by Ferdosi, uh, the, the the great epic of the Persian kings. All of the Persian kings and heroes uh, have their divine charisma, and that's and, and and that's a big part of of what makes them heroes. And a lot of times they just resolve things by, "Hey, I've got a really high charisma. Uh, don't mess with me."
1: And that is bestowed. The important thing is that that is bestowed by the god, isn't it? Yep. That comes to yep.
0: them. Yeah. And and so charisma. One of the ways for your charisma to go up in RuneQuest. Is is to succeed in a battle or a raid to basically show that you are blessed by the gods, and your charisma goes up, mm-hmm. which is a lot better than an appearance. Where, uh, if you remember in RuneQuest three, your appearance went up through better grooming. And somehow that just <laughs> keeping your hair so, tidy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so much less epic to me.
1: Uh, very yes, and so the other thing I understand a Rune Lord has to do in order to become a Rune Lord is we tie this back to their connections to the runes of their god um you you need to you need to have skill in uh your runes don't you to be able to 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 make that step as well
0: yeah i i i um well and that's a that that's one where it is uh heavily self correcting mm-hmm. if given that your magic is based off um you know your ability to, perform, to cast rune magic is dependent upon having a rune um, the you know one of the same runes as the gods you you're gonna want to have um your your runes that you cast your magic with as high as possible
1: mm-hmm
0: So, you know, you're going to have, if you want to be an Orlanth cultist, boy, and given that most of Orlanth spells come off uh, air and a few come off movement, boy, you're going to want to have that air rune as high as possible. Mm -hmm. But to be a rune lord, you've got to have at least one rune affinity shared with the deity um, uh, of at least 90%. I
1: think you've, you've, you've described it as the RQ2 being the bedrock.
0: Of yes. Forward. Mm-hmm. Well, well, RuneQuest. You know, RuneQuest went when when RuneQuest went from RQ2 to RQ3. Uh, RQ3 changed a a tremendous number of of small elements of RuneQuest um, all the way down into uh, how uh, characteristic modifiers. Are calculated how hit points are calculated um, uh, it introduced fatigue points uh, which then it a tremendous number of skills and spells were built in to deal with rq Um 3s uh, very granular and and frankly quite cumbersome fatigue system and so yeah Jeff we, I
1: say a, a lot of feedback we got from hardened RQ3 players was many many players actually just ignored the fatigue rules, didn't they?
0: Well, I think most people did. Yeah. I think most people. This is this is a thing. Uh, a, you know, a general approach to the rules is: if there's a rule that we suspect most people are going to ignore, we're just going to get rid of the rule. Yeah. You know, there's just no point in having a a rule that you've or a mechanic that you've put in for purposes of being. You know, ultra crunchy and ultra detailed and granular, that ultra realistic, that that end up getting ignored in practice. That's just to me. That's just silly.
1: That just you know, adds extra words role. to the book, doesn't
0: it? It adds extra rules, words to the book, and either the rule can be discarded uh, without any damage to the rest of the game, in which case it's not really, you know. Raises the question: Why was the rule there in the first place? Mm-hmm. Or you end up ignoring the rule, and as a result, a lot of other mechanics in the game aren't really working right.
1: Uh huh. So if we've got this ninety ten, let's let's now focus on the ten because you picked out what you okay. thought were the key things, and as time's gone on, has that stayed the same ten percent? There's an interesting question.
0: Well, the, the, the 10%, and I'd actually say it's closer to 20. What do you think, Bob? Have you seen the manuscript?
1: Well, I did say the 90-20 rule at the start of the year. Yeah, the it's discussion. closer
0: to 20, but it's not that we've gotten rid of um, much from RQ2, our our but we've built up um, uh, from it. So the, mm. the, the big changes are, of course, that runes are a key element in your character sheet. So all of it, every character um, has uh, six elemental runes, and and values in three of the six. And every character has uh, ten power form runes, and values in all of them. And this these these runes affect your uh, can be used to augment skills. They affect personality. Um, they, they, they help define your character. And, of course, they are uh, key elements in Run magic. Because if you want to cast a rune spell, it used to be that you succeeded on any roll of uh, 0, 1 to 95. Now you have to roll against the pertinent rune. Mm. Since
1: so
0: Well, it's Run magic. Absolutely. Uh, so
1: it makes a character's affinity to a particular rune. And uh, through extension to that, the god that their character follows in in the game far more important, doesn't it?
0: Yes, absolutely. And it also plays. in, even if you're not a an initiate of a cult, the runes matter. In that, if you're particularly attuned to um, a a given rune, you're going to be able to get uh, to augment skills and activities that are within the sphere of that rune. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you um, you know are really strong in the movement rune and you need to you know roll, you're involved in some sort of a contest uh, of movement. Now, I'm just just off the fly. You may say, "I want to augment whatever it is that I'm doing using my movement rune," it and could people be, it could be, are...
1: it could be running away.
0: It could be running away. And people that are familiar with um, uh, HeroQuest Glorantha, it's the same sort of concept.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, as a result, the runes are really integrated into gameplay. They're not just something that's, that's added on. And even characters that don't use rune magic... Uh, and and don't use their runes as the primary access to uh, their magic. Nonetheless, the runes are important for them
1: because ru- the runes are in Gloranth. They are the basic building block of the universe, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and um, uh, pretty much every Gloranthan culture acknowledges the rune system set up by the or or revealed by the learners mm-hmm. in the Second Age. And this is something that goes back in Glorantha all the way back to uh, Dragon Pass days. Yeah. I think the, uh, the you know, original White Bear Red Moon uh, board game you know, put those big runes all over the, the, the board game map. And back in Worm's Footprints, I think even before RuneQuest, uh, Greg had put up the master sheet of all the runes.
1: Oh, cool! Well, of course, on the cover of RuneQuest One, and which is the same yes. as RuneQuest Two, well, video the,
0: color, the um, very name of the game should give that away. <laughs> it, it, it should.
1: I'm, I'm actually talking about the character there, who is a Gloranthan, and she's got a number of runes that she's uh, wearing on her armor, isn't she? She has. Um... Yeah,
0: she's got a. If I recall, she's got a storm rune on it, and a um, or an air rune on it, and I think a movement rune as well. Doesn't she?
1: I thought there was a Fertility Rune, actually.
0: Uh, I think there's also a Fertility Rune. You're right. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I don't have a copy of that book directly in front of me. Uh, you know, Otherwise, the,
1: you could hold it up in front of the microphone, of course.
0: I can hold it up, but, it, but those of you who have already gotten your um, uh, copy of the RuneQuest Classic that because you participated in the Kickstarter, you could correct me on my misremembering of of what was on the cover.
1: So, Jeff, in RuneQuest 2, one thing a character could do if they got very uh, skilled and powerful was become what was known as a Rune Lord. And the way you did that in RuneQuest 2 was you pretty much... You had to get a whole lot of skills up. I think it was usually it was like you had to get five particular skills to ninety percent. Yes, and uh, I think there might have been a minimum power requirement and maybe a few other things. But in the new rune quest, um, you might need to do those sort of things. But what else? What else is a key factor if you wanted to become a rune lord, or, or I guess? Oh, you've got okay.
0: So a rune priest needs to have their power at eighteen. Yeah. And a rune lord uh, needs to have their charisma at 18. And charisma in, in the new rune quest is a much more important stat than it was in RQ2. In RQ2, uh, it was kind of a dump stat. Uh, no, it, 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 a,
1: it was R- such a dump stat, it actually got dumped in RQ3 and they yeah, replaced it with that.
0: Which which I was never that happy with. I always liked the idea that you could have a character that was dynamic and magnetic, but not necessarily physically attractive. And you could have a physically attractive character that, frankly, was not terribly charismatic. Uh-huh. I, I always liked that. But um, uh, in the the, the new RuneQuest, yes, a, a Rune Lord needs to have. Uh, their charisma up at at eighteen. A rune priest needs to have their power up at eighteen, and both, of course, have since everybody has uh, reusable divine magic now. Rune spells are rune spells are cast using rune points, and this is one thing that that um, is a fairly substantial change in RQ two. What you used to do is you'd sacrifice a point of power for a specific skill, a spell. You would write that specific spell on your character sheet, and then, uh, unless you were a priest, uh, if you use that spell, then you'd scratch it off because it was all one use. Mm-hmm. And, and, if,
1: and then, if you're a priest, you could you could use that spell and get it back again. You couldn't get another yes, spell.
0: Yes, go back to your temple, I believe, for a week, and you would uh, regain the use of the spell. The way it works now is when you sacrifice a point of power to your god, you get a rune point. And then you can spend rune points on any rune spells available to that cult. Now, the one one, um, little hurdle that it has is it does mean that you need, if you're playing a member of a, a cult, you need to have a handy reference to what all the rune spells of your cult are. So instead of it being, you know, writing down, I have uh, uh, one use of shield on my character sheet, now I need to go, oh, I could spend that rune point on a use of shield, but I could also spend that rune point on uh, spirit block or on... Uh, flight or whatever the spell, uh, rune spells my cult has available to it. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's more flexible, but it does have a a slightly higher um, uh, knowledge requirement. You know, you've actually got to read the cult description, mm-hmm.
1: or a, or a, or a brief summary,
0: <laughs> or a brief summary. Um, but what that does is, is that you spend these rune points and then you get your rune points back by participating in, in um, uh, Holy Day uh, worship services to your God and roll against your worship skill. And you get bonuses to your worship skill based on whether you're worshiping in a shrine or in a great temple or if this is on, you know, any old day of the week or if it's on the high holy day, etc. And uh, initiates get uh, a lower amount of rune points back than rune priests or rune lords. And so, yeah, so rune lords and rune priests get their magic back a lot faster uh, but initiates get their, ma- their rune points back as well. Uh, so, and on the other hand, rune lords and rune priests have a lot more magic that, um, uh, usually have a lot more rune points mm-hmm. that they need getting back. So, so you have that same, um, dimension that being a rune priest and a rune lord is a lot better than being an initiate. But being an initiate is no longer boring and sucky when it comes to your cult's magic.
1: Yeah, particularly uh, the idea that all divine magic or rune magic as we call it now is no longer one use. And that, just, right. that, that dramatically adds to the fun factor of playing the game.
0: Oh yeah, we were doing um, um, the house campaign last week and the four player characters uh, tracked down and ambushed six bruce. Mm-hmm. And in order to do this... To do to pull that off, they sacrificed. Uh, I think in total, oh, a good ten plus rune points in order to do that. And they're all initiates. Something that uh, would
1: have never been done in uh, RuneQuest the, the earlier editions, because the that cost would just be way too high.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, the other thing that was interesting is is that, boy, people used uh, summon elemental a lot more than they uh, used to. Right. Uh, so, you know, we had the combination of an earth elemental, a character absolutely uh, stoked up on shield so that she could um, uh, wade in against the brew at, with relative safety.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and, and it really makes a big difference because if your characters, if it's a really important um, uh, combat and, or, or social event or whatever else it is, if it's something really important, your pl- players can blow the rune magic um, and they're willing to do it because they get it back. But what it does mean then is they've got to go back to the temple. Yeah, so it keeps the
1: characters a lot more connected with their societies and cultures, doesn't it?
0: Oh, absolutely. And, at, uh, you know, this the, these players are uh, in the middle of Prax, and now they're really desperate to get to um, some holy place where they can uh, engage in worship to their gods, and they're cultists of Rinalda and Orlanth.
1: Oh, they've got a few choices then.
0: Well, yeah, but they've got... They've uh, got to get there, though. They they either need to go to the block, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or they need to go to the paps.
1: Yep. Or maybe make it the whole way across the plains to New Pavis.
0: Well, that's where they're hopefully going to, but they're pretty desperate to get their magic back as fast, get at least some of those rune points back as fast as they can. But what it does is it regrounds the characters into their society and their cult.
1: That's cool and so just just walking back a little bit to the idea of becoming a room Lord you've got to have the uh, 18 charisma and that's really important because if you go back to the actual definition of charisma it doesn't just mean being very attractive or charming or inspiring devotion
0: in others the other really
1: divine... important definition from the ancient Greek was
0: oh it's it's uh, it's a divine gift. Yeah, I believe it's the literal meaning of charisma, um, and and it's similar to if you ever read the Shahnameh by Ferdowsi, uh, the 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 great epic of the Persian kings. All of the Persian kings and heroes uh, have their divine charisma, and that's and, and, and that's a big part of of what makes them heroes. And a lot of times they just resolve things by, hey, I've got a really high charisma, uh, don't mess with me.
1: And that is bestowed, the important thing is that that is bestowed by the God, isn't it? Yep. That
0: comes to yep. them. Yeah. And, and so charisma, one of the ways for your charisma to go up in Request is is to succeed in a battle or a raid to basically show that you are blessed by the gods and your charisma goes up mm-hmm. which is a lot better than, than appearance where uh, if you remember in RuneQuest 3 your appearance went up through better grooming and somehow that just <laughs> keeping your hair so tidy much, yeah <laughs> yeah so much less epic to me uh,
1: very yes and so the other thing i understand a rune lord has to do in order to become a rune lord is we tie this back to their connections to the runes of their god um you you need to you need to have skill in uh your runes don't you to be able to 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 make that step as well
0: yeah i i i um well and that's a that that's one where it is uh heavily self correcting mm-hmm. if given that your magic is based off um you know, your ability to, perform, to cast rune magic is dependent upon having a rune, uh, the, you know, one of the same runes as the gods. You, you're you going to want to have um, your, your runes that you cast your magic with as high as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, you're going to have, if you want to be an Orlanth cultist, boy, and given that Orlanth, most of Orlanth spells come off uh, air and a few come off movement, boy, you're going to want to have that air rune as high as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, but to be a rune lord, you've got to have at least one rune affinity shared with the deity um, uh, of at least 90%. Mm -hmm. You've also got to have loyalty to your temple or devotion to your god of at least 90% to be a rune lord.
1: Mm. And uh, that, of course, has its benefits because you are then integrated into your cult and uh, culture far strongly than than perhaps the way it was written before, I think.
0: Yes, so if you've got a high loyalty to your temple, uh, loyalty is a passion that is a two-way street. Uh, Mm. You're able to call upon... Um that temple and upon its resources, where if you're devoted to the the your god um the the difference there and there is a difference between being loyal to your temple and devoted to your god being devoted to your god you're able to call upon you know, try to be inspired by your devotion to the god in order to get a bonus on these skills so that it ends up being you know kind of two flavors of rune lord
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: That the the rune lord that is is the you know dedicated to the temple and the rune lord that is uh, uh, devoted to the deity and they're not the same thing.
1: So you could still have the lone wanderer rune lord because of their extraordinary yep. de- dedication and devotion to their god.
0: Absolutely. Or you could have the the, the character that that might you know. Uh, might not be trying to model their life upon the deeds of of their god, but are very much the company man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they 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 do what the temple to, um, needs. Uh, they they are loyal to the cult, but not necessarily trying to emulate the deity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, you kind of you can kind of look at the history of. Uh, the Catholic Church or the Orthodox Church, and you can see that uh, distinction between a uh, Francis of Assisi or um, uh, a Benedict versus, um, uh, it, you know, many of the, the popes and bishops
1: mm-hmm. who
0: are were, who were good company men. And you could, of course, be lo- have both uh, uh, loyalty to your temple and a devotion to your deity. There's no reason not to.
1: Well, we have a very interesting continuum there. Jeff, um, I think we have to wind up our, our chat just now. There is so much to talk about with uh, what's happening in the new Rune quest.
0: Yeah, this is just scratching at the surface. I mean, there's also there's passions, uh, there's sacred time, there's hero questing, there's even... Uh, uh, rules uh, in the Game Master's book for becoming a uh, a a true hero, um,
1: and, and, and I can t- things I things can things tell that. you listeners that is awesome. What's going to be oh, happening very there? Very excited
0: about everything on this, and yeah. and and pretty much well done with the core rule book and with the uh, bestiary. And the next thing is just to wrap up the uh, Game Master's book.
1: And then, of course, we're we're doing lots of playtesting at the moment to refine what's there and make everything clear. And uh, we've also got a wonderful character narrative that's being put together too, just like RuneQuest 2 had Rurik the Restless. We're still working out exactly the ins and outs of that, but that's going to be a really helpful way for people to understand the rules. I think that was a, yeah, it's a really going to be thing. More
0: like um It's going to be more like the Baturian Varash or um, uh, Paulus what was Longvale. It? Yes, uh, Paulus Longvale's uh, uh, tra- uh, narrative in um, the, the Cult's Cult terror. terror book. Mm-hmm. And then all the examples tie into that narrative.
1: Yeah. But look, we, we could talk about that for, for, for ages. So let's wind up here and uh, we'll talk again about RuneQuest in another segment very soon.
0: Okay. Talk to you soon. Oh, the sun never sets on us.